Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where each week I bring you a dynamic guest that shares some great information. And today our guest is Elaine Swan, and she's an expert on social media manners. Um, let me tell you a little bit about her. She is the president and CEO of Elaine Swan Enterprises, a lifestyle brand company that develops etiquette-inspired products and coaching services for everyday living. Elaine uses her extensive knowledge of the etiquette trade to educate organizations, universities, businesses, and individuals throughout the United States. An authority on etiquette and lifestyle practices she is one of the leading and most nationally recognized etiquette experts in the country. Her advice has been called upon by the Today Show, CNN Headline News, The Style Network, Huffington Post Live, ABC, NBC, CBS, The CW, and Fox. She's been featured on the radio and quoted in national magazines such as Kiplinger, Real Simple Real Simple, Modern Bride, and many more, as well as countless other uh, things across the country. Um, Elaine, I'm so happy to have you with us. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much. Really exciting. Thank you for having me. Tell me a little bit about how did you get started in um, actually being such an expert Oh, well, you know, it's interesting, um, Robbie. I got started in this industry, uh, especially in the area of manners and, and, and etiquette, by being a student of uh, manners. Uh, my family immigrated here from Central America, from Panama, and I grew up in Southern California. And uh, just, you know, in our household, uh, uh, things were very different. Of course, you know, we spoke different language, ate different types of food, and, and just was a very unique family in, a, in an interesting area, and, and, and having those differences caused me to really become uh, incredibly shy and introverted into myself, and so my mom thought that it would be nice for me to uh, go to a charm school in order to learn a little self-confidence and, and uh, you know, just give me some tools to kind of work with, and it actually worked. <laughs> It actually it worked, worked and it did. Surprisingly, you know, sometimes was, mothers are right, right? Sometimes mothers are right, and it worked. It really gave me kind of the boost that I needed to feel a little more comfortable with who I was as a person, the way I presented myself. But the thing that was interesting is it's something that really stuck, and I really began to just be drawn towards the etiquette field. So anytime there was an opportunity for me to take an etiquette class or uh, participate in some sort of uh, program, I, th- that's the thing that I wanted to do. And that grew into uh, later on as I as I became an adult, I, I continued on with it. And uh, there was a local sorority in the city where I lived that uh, knew what I knew that I had a very strong interest in this area, and they asked me to volunteer and help get their girls ready for their local debutante ball. And I volunteered doing that for about five years, and after a while, I was. Uh, I caught the attention of a local middle school uh, principal, and she uh, asked me to do a program, an after-school program, and and said that she would pay me. And I thought, oh, well, that's a novel idea. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was used to just volunteering and sharing this information, and, and I had really taken it very, very serious, uh, the, the, the volunteerism that I did it. I really created a nice uh, full-bodied program. So I did that same program at the middle school, enjoyed it. They invited me back, and it really caught on, and one school led to another, and immediately I knew it was a business, and so that's uh, that's where I got started in terms of, of taking this to a platform and, uh, and, and, and making a business out of it. You know, one of the things I was interested in knowing, when you were, um, like, living, you came, you're, lived in a different country, were they really more up on etiquette than we, did you notice that they were more up on it than we were when you came? You know what, not necessarily so. I was so young when we came here, it didn't really have an, an, an impact on me at that particular point in time. I do, though, however, in my travels and, and going back, I see where, um, you know, there's definitely, I th- in my opinion, there's definitely a standard that is is. That uh, we're just a little more formal in, in 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 many areas that we don't see here in the U.S. So it's something that stands out to me quite a bit. Um, you know, the thing that's interesting when we talk about social media, I really, really see one thing I can say, Robbie, is once you know when I first got started uh, years ago working with those debutantes, as compared to now and the individuals and the businesses that I'm working with. Social media has really changed the landscape of the way we're interacting with one another, the way we are in terms of our manners, and uh, it's really changed the the field, and and I can see a distinct difference. There are things that I didn't even have to touch upon um, way back then that are so, so very important right now. Like in which way? Which which? Well, let's say, for example, uh, uh, with uh, Facebook, with all of our social media, with Facebook, most especially because it, it, it really opened up a door. MySpace came about, and many, many people were very afraid of it. They weren't quite sure. They didn't get on the bandwagon. But I tell you, once Facebook really um, uh, hit a, a plane, the, the level to where just about every person was using it, I saw a shift in the way we communicate and what we share. And so from that, we had to really begin to uh, develop and come up with ways to make sure that we're presenting ourselves the right way. One of the things that I do when I'm coaching and talking with business professionals and individuals is I talk with them about the use of social media. And the thing, one thing I can definitely say that's most important for us to do is to make sure that we're choosing the right platform when it comes to communicating with people from a business perspective. Right, I agree with you. You know, the other thing, I I lived in the East, and I've been in California 24 years, but Mm -hmm. I really saw more etiquette back East than I do in the West. Do you see the same? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. When I graduated from high school here in California, I moved to New York, and I lived there for about four years. And I had just an incredible um, uh, experience while I was living there. Uh, I really (laughs) kind of lived out my my etiquette dreams, it seems, as though I was really able to put things into play. And you are absolutely right uh, that I, I saw 
so much. It was definitely very, very different. California tends to be culturally a lot more casual in the way we present ourselves and and uh, just even dressing for the office. I can remember getting on the subway and going back and forth to work, and you know you'd put on your your gym shoes and your socks uh, over your uh, uh, you know you'd, you'd you'd wear that when you're in the subway, but when you hit that office, you changed out of those and into your proper office attire. And here in Absolutely. Southern California, you've got people wearing flip-flops to work. <laughs> I know. I See, I worked in New York, too. Yeah. And the thing that I noticed myself, like back east, if you do an, a dinner party and you say dinner is at 6, and people are more apt to RSVP and they're more apt to be on time. I oh find that if I, if I do a dinner party, and, and I'm one of these, if I say dinner is at 6, I've got dinner ready at 6, you know? Yes. Oh, my and, goodness. Uh, when you do a dinner party here and you say 6, they don't show up on time. So I always they do it at say, if I want them there at 6, I give them a different time. But exactly. I really noticed that, you know? Yeah, you're right. They don't show up in, on time, and they don't RSVP. Uh, I, it's, it's incredible. But, yes, people definitely, they're the it's, you, I, there's certainly a difference here in Southern California. And so right. the hostesses out there like yourself and, and myself, uh, we have to kind of go that extra step and start calling people and saying, I sent you an invitation a couple of weeks ago. Will you right. attend? <laughs> yeah, I always say people so should true. do events. Then they would know the importance of why you have to RSVP. You know, tell me about your company because I'm very you know, impressed with all the wonderful things you're doing. Sure, yeah. So my company, which is Elaine Swan Enterprises, uh, I started out as a sole proprietor and a and, and, uh, number of years ago uh, incorporated my business, which I encourage mo- uh, all business owners to, to figure out what fits best for them and, and go into that direction. It, it's really, really great. But anyway, so my company, Elaine Swan Enterprises, we are a lifestyle brand company. And the thing that's really great is I've structured the company into about five into five different divisions, and one is our etiquette coaching series and and that's where we share um you know I share my etiquette advice through workshops and seminars and classes and and uh, one-on-one sessions and and uh then the second portion of it is our publishing company which is WS Publishing so I've published a a, a great deal not a great deal but uh, but books to help people, their etiquette-inspired books, to help people with their everyday living, and it's something that they can take along. The third division is our broadcasting and media division where we create a program for the Internet uh, and also for broadcast programming, and that's our uh, broadcasting division. And and, uh, it's really great video content that we create in order to help people along. Uh, The fourth one is our merchandising division, and we currently have uh, uh, Elaine Swan, uh, branded stationery, and we're looking at rolling out some really great products as the years continue to go on. And the fifth one is the internet, which is ElaineSwan.com, and I love the website. It's a very it, it, we've got so much content, and I'm so proud that we offer free etiquette tips and advice to people. I really want people to uh, visit the website so that you know if they're if they're th- if they have a question about a particular subject, let's say for example cell phone etiquette, you can go to the website and type that into the search, and you can find a video or an article or what have you. So we're really excited about all of the things that we're doing, and and it it it's it's great because it all um, falls under the the same umbrella, but we're just touching different areas and 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 being able to share with people and feed them you know the information that will help their everyday lives. Uh, but through these Give them your website so they can go to the Oh, sure. The 
Sure. The website is ElaineSwan.com, and that's Swan spelled with two N's, ElaineSwan.com. Uh, what do, should women in business do to get started? What would you suggest? I would suggest, you know, uh, we've we've heard the saying before, and, and I and I know that you've heard this before, uh, Robbie. But uh, you know, we've heard the saying, you know, uh, do something you love, and you'll never work another day in your life. <laughs> right, and I that's agree. The I agree one that thing I would say, you know, really. Um, I, I would say to get started, especially for, for example, that individual who's maybe thinking about starting a business and not quite sure what to do, in order to get started, think about what it is you absolutely love. Think it, Because that's the thing that's going to allow you to get up every single day and, and, and work hard at growing whatever it is. So think about what you love and how you can, can contribute to that and what you want to do. The second most important thing, is to talk to other women who have been there, done that. We are not, we should not work on an island and we should not work alone. And fostering relationships with women who are in business, fostering relationships with women who are growing their business is so vital and so important. Too often we talk to our uh, colleagues or our peers or our friends and family members who are not entrepreneurs and it's difficult to uh, to, for them to, you know, give us advice because, uh, you know, not because they don't necessarily think and, and see things the way entrepreneurs do. So it's really important to, to connect with other women who are in business, and that way we can avoid making some mistakes. I'm the type of person to where I say, you know what, I don't need to, if someone's already made a mistake and they're trying to get me to avoid doing the same thing, I'm going to listen to that because I, I want to have as few hard knocks as possible. <laughs> Right. And, you know, I, I find that most women will share. Now, once in a while, you'll, you know, years ago, I mean, and it's changed a lot, but when I was in corporate America, women were not helping each other. But today, right. women will help each other. And, you know, if you run into somebody that's not willing to help and share, then you just move on and find find somebody else. There you go. Exactly. Just move on. Keep it stepping, honey. <laughs> that's right. What is your recipe for success? So my recipe for success is uh, just uh, there's a few different things that I put forth an effort to do in terms of making my success uh, of success, and that's number one is to have some sort of blueprint. Uh, keeping a journal is really really important as we continue on with this journey in um, in our careers, whether it is working for corporate America or if we're an entrepreneur. And so create a blueprint and put forth an effort to find it. I encourage everyone to do this. Look at where you want to be, the future, and write that down. And then start out making a map on how you're going to get there. I love to do that. When I think about something, I think about the end result and what does that look like and, and what is what do I want that to be. And then I create a roadmap or a blueprint to get myself there. And do you do so, a vision board? Do a, do you do a vision board for yourself as well, as well? You know, it's interesting. I do not. I'm really big on journaling. Um, okay. However, that that journal itself acts as a vision board for me because 
I have gotten I've been journaling since I was in high school and I write down all of my thoughts and my feelings and my ideas and my dreams and so uh whereas the vision board in it, it itself you know sometimes of course we we use various examples that are visual I actually write those things down I draw them I literally am walking around in my journal right now with a picture of what my four story office building is going to look like that includes my television studio and all of that stuff and wow. so So I utilize my journal as my personal vision board. However, I do encourage, you know, some of us are more visual, and we don't want to write all the words down, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm more visual. I like to see things. Yes, and that's all right. And so I think vision boards are are just an excellent, excellent uh, platform to be able to, to, to map out where we is, where it is we want to go. And so I highly recommend women to either utilize a vision board or a journal or a combination of both. I think it, it, it's really, really great and really helpful. So, yes. And so, you do ha- lots of um, news segments. How did you get started doing those? Well, you know, it's funny. I When I graduated from high school, as I mentioned, I had moved to New York. And when I moved to New York, I went there because I want, I knew I wanted to be on TV. I just wasn't quite sure what it was I was going to do. I knew I wasn't an actor, but I wanted to be on television. And so over the years, I've always uh, been involved with doing things to get on television. Uh, uh, later on, I figured out, okay, I, I, I was really interested in being a television talk show host. And so on one hand, I was pursuing that and auditioning on the other side other hand I was um, um, and this is by the time I came back to California on the other hand I was uh, working my etiquette company and so uh, there once uh, in 2005 there uh, that's exactly what I was doing was was working my etiquette company and at the same time going on various auditions to be a host on a show and the Martha Stewart apprentice Martha Stewart did one season of The Apprentice uh, after she got out of prison, and I went and auditioned for the show at NBC Studios in San Diego. While I was there, uh, one of the producers came out. I was interviewed just briefly uh, by a reporter. One of the producers came out and asked if I would come and do a segment on the news to talk about etiquette. And never in my life have I ever thought about talking about etiquette on television. And so after that invitation, I went I did the segment, and it was absolutely wonderful, and the two, my two worlds collided, which was my desire to, to be on television and also uh, my my career field, which is the, the area of teaching etiquette. And so uh, it, that opened a window for me, and since then I created just an incredible formula on how to get on television, and, and so I, I I did that with NBC, worked with them exclusively for about three years, and since then have had the pleasure of making appearances throughout the United States on a number of stations, and I have done that and continue to pursue that. Without the help of a publicist or a PR person booking me, I do all of my own bookings, and it's really, really great for my business. And I highly encourage that for others, other um, individuals as well, and, and that's one, one of the things that I, I share with other business owners is how to get on TV without paying that high price of a publicist. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I, I was able to do CNBC in New York several times, and I've done oh. stations across the... I haven't done it for a long time, but when I was working in New York, I did. Yes. Your book is titled, Let Crazy Be Crazy. How did you come about that, and what is the book about? <laughs> well, I came up with the title, uh, Let Crazy Be Crazy. It's funny, because when I was first writing the book, it had a different title. 
And uh, in the the book itself, like Crazy Be Crazy, I'm, I share my advice on how to deal with difficult people and challenging situations. And in the wow, book, I give great. thirty. Yes, and so I give thirty six tips on how to do that. And one of the tips, the first one on the list was let crazy be crazy. And uh, quite honestly, I have to tell you, um, I was, you know, just sharing the information with a friend of mine and telling her about the book and so forth. And, and I told her about my first tip, which was let crazy be crazy and why we need to do this and how to go about it. And she says, golly, that sounds like a great title for another book. And uh, thank goodness, as I mentioned earlier, we have the publishing company and, and we were still in the working process for the book. And the uh, we I was able to change the title. I thought about it and I said, yeah, and I, so we changed the title of the book. But, you know, the the reason I, the, I wrote this particular book, Robbie, is because I constantly – get emails or telephone calls from uh, emails from my website visitors, telephone calls from friends or family members, and even questions when I'm out and about and speaking to individuals about how to deal with someone that is driving them absolutely nuts. Sometimes it's a family member. Other times it's a coworker that they have to deal with. Uh, maybe it's just some stranger in the store. But people really, honestly, want to be able to handle situations without making a big mess of things. The question right. I so often is, this is what's happening to me. How do I deal with this person without being rude? How do I deal with this person without making it worse? How do I handle such and such? Or how do I say this without being offensive? That is the question I get so often. And so that's why this particular book exists. The subtitle of the book is Let Crazy Be Crazy. That's the title. And the subtitle is Then Politely Get What You Want, get your point across, and gently put rude people in their place. Oh, I love there that. Is, yes, there is a way to be. There is a way to communicate with people effectively and get your point across without being nasty, <laughs> right? And starting a firestorm in your office because the thing about it, we all have to coexist together in some way, form, or fashion. Whether it's our colleagues and our peers at work, you got to show up to work at Monday morning. So you want to be sure on Friday afternoon when you you know, handle whatever it is you need to handle, that you can still come back and, and work in, in peace and, and harmoniously. And the same thing with family members, you know, holiday season comes around and you have to deal with that aunt or that uncle or, or that sibling that is kind of annoying. <laughs> right. What do you say? How do you handle them? And so in this particular book, I give those tips. And, and one of the things is to just let crazy be crazy. Some people, you just cannot fix them. You can't do anything about them. You have to just let crazy be crazy and leave them alone. And, of course, follow the rest of the tips in my book. <laughs> do you? Can they buy that book on your website? Yes. It, the book can be purchased on my website, which is elaineswan.com, and also the book can be purchased, of course, on Amazon and Barnes & Noble as well. So what future do you see for your business? The future that I see for my business, uh, when you, I mentioned uh, earlier about the, the four-story building that I uh, am carrying around, I see uh, my my greatest goal is to continue what I'm doing in terms of the television uh, aspect of my career. I currently host a local talk show here in San Diego County, and I would like to see that show. My goal is to um, ha have that as a nationally syndicated talk show. As far as my business is concerned, I really would like to be able to share my advice with people 
throughout you know the the wor- our nation and our world without me having to be right there directly in, in front of them and so we're really really excited about rolling out some great products or uh, on on demand coaching and teaching products so that we can coach people and teach them online uh, in in any city, in any state, and in any country. I'm really excited about doing that. And then expanding and developing more and more etiquette-inspired products and merchandise, everything from dinnerware to tableware, home goods, things like that, wow. that you can find in any Bed Bath & Beyond or Macy's or Target or, or you know wherever we end up uh, solidifying that particular deal, but really expanding the lifestyle brand portion of our company and creating great products that people can use for their everyday lives. Do you ever work with these young girls that are in beauty pageants that, you know, are for all age groups and then they go on to the, you know, the national pad? Do you work on etiquette with any of those? I do, yes. It's so great that you asked that question because one of the areas as I was growing up that I learned uh, a, a lot as far as my etiquette classes was through pageantry. I am a pageant uh, pageant queen in the sense of, you know, always competing. So I've competed in a number of pageants growing up, and from that uh, I do have pageant coaching that I provide, a pageant coaching service that I do provide for girls, and I've had the pleasure of coaching girls for the Miss California USA pageant. Pageant. And and on your website, people like for instance, if people are running pageants, they could look at your website and see what you do for that that yes. particular um, group absolutely. of people. Yes, absolutely. You can visit my website, and I've got information there uh, to share for girls who are participating in pageants. It, it's it's a competition, you know. It's it's oh, it's I know. I've judged. I've been I've been a judge in many pageants over the uh, years. Very, so, yeah. But I'm just thinking, what a wonderful way to get them young and teaching them the right etiquette. Oh, it's so so important, and you know, pageantry is so great because it really teach it really helps girls with their self confidence. That was another big big moment for my life. The very first pageant I ever uh, um, participated in really had an incredibly positive impact on me. I did not win, <laughs> and I didn't even place. I wasn't even a finalist, but it did so much for me. The the, the journey getting there and everything I learned along the way was so great, and so pageants are really great for, for young girls. So who do you admire in business? Uh, I have a few people that I I, I really, really admire. My and why? That I, I have, oh, sure, great, great. So my experience that I had with auditioning for the Martha Stewart Apprentice ended up being a very positive experience because I was called back and I was I, I made it to the top 50 people in the country to actually be a contestant on that show, although I wasn't chosen. But during that time, uh, the reason I thought I would audition for that particular show is because I've always admired Martha Stewart. But I gained an even greater admiration for her as a businesswoman and, and, and the structure of her company. And so I, I had all of these ideas of things I wanted to do, but it was I was really kind of all over the place with it. And going Going through that process, I decided to really study Martha Stewart and and read as much as I could about her and allow her to kind of mentor me from afar. And so my Uh company is now structured very similar to her. So I really appreciate how she has taken her lifestyle brand and and the way her company is structured. I admire her uh, just an an, an incredible amount. Of course, I love Oprah. (laughs) Yeah, right. I love Oprah and 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 what she's doing and and how she connects and maybe you could have a show on the O network. Ah, there you go. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> you so never know, friend. you know. You, remember you one never time know. she was she was trying oh, yeah. out for shows there. 
Oh, she has. And and so there's all sorts of little secrets that are going on behind the scenes that are, that's happening with that that I can't talk about now. But, yes, that is very true. And um, she is, I can say that she's looking for individuals like me for to for um, her. Yeah, you'd be great. I, I think you'd be great. Yeah, what are you working yeah. on now? Well, what I'm working on right now is uh, growing the uh, the merchandising division of the, our business. We're working right now on developing um, products that will uh, and our goal is to solidify this particular area as, as far as the merchandising and the products. And so right now we are looking at uh, our, our first line of Elaine Swan branded merchandise hitting the shelves in fall of 2015. And so I'll be so excited when we're able to uh, solidify all of that and make the announcement, but I'm really thrilled about that. And, and it, my thing is I want to be able to help people, but I can't, uh, you know, stand and, and touch every every person individually. No. And so, if I can create products that will help people um, in their everyday lives, you know, then that's what we want to be able to do. So, we're working on that right now, and and looking forward to to launching the very first line of Elaine Swan branded products in in stores in uh, 2015. Well, I know we're very excited that you're coming to speak at our Strategies for Success Women's Conference this year. I'm excited, too. I'm so You because know, Menifee is one of the fastest-growing areas in the country. We are mm-hmm. just growing like we, we just became a city probably, I think it's six or seven years ago. I'm not sure exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, uh, so, and we're just, it's like amazing, and everybody's really excited. So it should be great, and I'm just thrilled that you said yes Oh, thank you. I really appreciate the invitation. I do. Anytime I can get together um, with individuals who are, who you know are are creative and 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 want to go out on that limb and make their dreams a reality, I'm I'm always 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 thrilled to be able to do so. So I I sincerely appreciate the invitation. All right, we have just a couple seconds. You want to leave any special tip with everyone? And do you do a blog? On, and if you do, can they sign up for it on your website and give them your website again? Yes, let me give you my website address, which is elaineswan.com, and that's swan with two N's. And, yes, please visit my website. I've actually got some free I've got some free tips right there on the front page of my website, my 25 top tips to help you uh, use better etiquette and uh, increase your power of polite, and that's absolutely free, and you can just download it right there on my website for free. All right. Well, thank you. We're out of time. See how fast it goes when you have a great guest? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Elaine, and I look forward to seeing you at our conference. Okay, looking forward to it. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.